section 41 volume 2 of the book of a thousand nights and a night translated by richard burton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by ellie the book of a thousand nights and a night volume 2 section 41 when it was the one hundred and fifth night she said it has reached me o auspicious king that they laid sherkan out and buried him in the mountain aforesaid and mourned over his far famed virtues then they looked for the opening of the city gate but it opened not and no sign of man appeared to them on the walls whereat they wondered with exceeding wonder but king suelmecan said by allah i will not turn back from them though i sit here for years and years till i take blood revenge for my brother sherkan and waste constantinople and kill the king of the nazarenes even if death overcome me and i be at rest from this woeful world then he bade be brought out the treasure taken from the monastery of metrohina and mustered the troops and divided the monies among them and he left not one of them but he gave him gifts which contented him moreover he assembled in the presence three hundred horse of every division and said to them do ye send supplies to your households for i am resolved to abide by this city year after year till i have taken man boat for my brother sherkin even if i die in this deed and when the army heard these words and had received his gifts of money they replied to hear is to obey thereupon he summoned couriers and gave them letters and charged them to deliver the same together with the monies to the soldiers families and inform them that all were safe and satisfied and acquaint them saying we are encamped before constantinople and we will either destroy it or die and albeit we be obliged to abide here months and years we will not depart hence till we take it moreover he bade the vassal denton write to his sister nasadel salmon and said to him acquaint her with what has befallen us and what be our situation and command my child to her care since that when i went out to war my wife was near her delivery and by this time she must needs have been brought to bed and if she has given birth to a boy as i have heard say hasten your return and bring me the acceptable news then he gave them somewhat of money which they pouched and set out at once and all the people flocked forth to take leave of them and entrust them with the monies and the messages after they had departed suelmecan turned to the vassal denton and commanded him to advance with the army against the city walls so the troops pushed forward but found none on the ramparts whereat they marvelled while suelmecan was troubled at the case for he deeply mourned the severance from his brother sherkin and he was sore perturbed about the traitor the ascetic in this condition they abode three days without seeing any one so far concerning the moslems but as regards the greeks and the cause of their refusing to fight during these three days the case was this as soon as Zed al dawahi had slain sherkin she hastened her march and reached the walls of constantinople where she called out in the greek tongue to the guards to throw her down a rope was they who art thou and quoth she i am Zed al dawahi they knew her and let down a cord to which she tied herself and they drew her up and when inside the city she went in to the king of freedom and said to him what is this i hear from the moslems they say that my son king harta be slain he answered yes and she shrieked out and wept right grievously and ceased not weeping thus till she made a freedom and all who were present weep with her 
Then she told the king how she had slain Sherkin, and thirty of his servants, whereat he rejoiced and thanked her, and kissing her hands, exhorted her to resignation for the loss of her son. Said she, By the truth of the Messiah, I will not rest content with killing that dog of the Moslem dogs in blood revenge for my son, a king of the kings of age. Now there is no help for it, but that I work some guile and contrive a while whereby to slay the sultan, Suel Meccan, and the Wazir Denton, and the Chamberlain, and Rustam, and Bahram, and ten thousand cavalries of the army of Al-Islam, for it shall never be said that my son's head be paid with the blood-wit of Sherkin's head. No, never. Then said she to King Ephraim, No, O King of Age, that it is my wish to set forth mourning for my son, and to cut my girdle, and to break the crosses. Replied Ephraim, do what thou desire, I will not gainsay thee in aught, and if thou prolong thy mourning, for many days it were a little thing, for though the Moslems resolve to beleaguer us years and years, they will never win their will of us, nor gain aught of us save trouble and weariness. Then the accursed one, when she had ended with the calamity she had wrought, and the ignominies which in herself she had sought, took ink case and paper and wrote thereon. From Shawahi, said al-Dawahi to the host of the Moslems, Know ye that I entered your country and dubbed by my cunning your nobles, and at first hand I slew your king Omar bin al-Numan in the midst of his palace. Moreover, I slew in the affair of the mountain pass and of the cave many of your men, and the last I killed were Sherkin and his servants. And if fortune do not stay me, and Satan obey me, I needs must slay me your sultan and the Vesedenten, for I am she who came to you in disguise of a recluse, and who heaped upon you my devices and deceits. Wherefore, and you would be in safety after this, fare ye forth at once, and if you seek your own destruction, cease not abiding for the nuns. And though ye tarry here years and years, ye shall not do your desire on us, and so peace be yours. After writing her writ, she devoted three days to mourning for King Hartab. A writ on the fourth, she called the knight and bade him take the letter and make it fast to a shaft and shoot it into the Moslem camp. When this was done, she entered the church and gave herself up to weeping and wailing for the loss of her son, saying to him who took the kinship after him, Nothing will serve me, but I must king Sewell Meccan and all the nobles of Al-Islam. Such was the case with her. But as regards what occurred to the Moslem, all passed three days in trouble and anxiety, and on the fourth, when gazing at the walls, behold, they saw a knight holding a bow, and about to shoot an arrow, along whose side a letter was bound. So they waited till he had shot it among them, and the sultan bade the vizier Denton to take the missive and read it. He perused it accordingly, and when Suel Meccan heard it to end and understood its purport, his eyes filled with tears, and he shrieked for agony at her perfidy. And the minister Denton said, by Allah, my heart shrank from her. Quoth the Sultan, How could this horror play her tricks upon us twice? But by the Almighty, I will not depart hence, till I fill her cleft with molten lead, and jail her with the jailing of a bird caged, then bind her with her own hair, and crucify her over the gate of Constantinople. And he called to mind his brother, and wept an excessive weeping. But when Set al-Dawahi arrived amongst the infidels, and related to them her adventures at length, they rejoiced at her safety and at the slaying of Sherkin. Thereupon the Moslems addressed themselves again to the siege of the city, and the Sultan promised his men that, if it should be taken, he would divide its treasures among them in equal parts. But he dried not his tears, grieving for his brother, till his body was wasted and sick, growing thin as a toothpick. 
Presently the Vesidenten came into him and said, Be of good cheer, and keep thine eyes cool and clear. In very sooth thy brother died not because his hour was come, and there is no profit in this morning. How well says the poet, What so is not to be no slight shall bring to pass. What is to be without the failure shall become. Soon the becoming fortune shall be found to be, and folly's brother shall abide forlorn and clum. Wherefore do thou leave this weeping and wailing and hearten thy heart to bear arms? He replied, O Vesir, my heart is heavy for the death of my father and my brother, and for our absence from hearth and home, and my mind is concerned for my subjects. Thereupon the Vesir and the bystanders wept, but they ceased not from pushing forward the siege of Constantinople for a length of days, and they being thus, behold, news arrived from Baghdad, by one of the emirs to the effect that the king's wife had been blessed with a boy, and that his sister, Nasad el Sayman, had named him Kenmeken. Moreover, that the boy bid fair to be famous, already showing wondrous signs and marvellous tokens, and that she had commanded the ulema and the preachers to pray for mother and child from the pulpits, and bless them in all wise. Furthermore, that the twain were well, that the land had enjoyed abundant rains, and that his comrade, the fireman, was established in all prosperity, with eunuchs and slaves to wait upon him, but that he was still ignorant of what had befallen him. And she ended with the greeting of peace. Then quoth Suel Mecken to the Vesed Enden, Now is my back strengthened, for that I have been blessed with a son whose name is Ken Mecken. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the one hundred and sixth night, she said, It has reached me, O auspicious king, that when they brought him the news of his wife having borne him a boy child, Suel Mecken rejoiced with great joy and cried, now is my back strengthened, for that I have been blessed with a son, whose name is Kenmeken. And he spake to the Vesedenden, saying, I am minded to leave this morning, and order perfections of the Koran for my brother, and command alms deeds on his account. Quoth the Vesir, Thy design is good. Thereupon he caused tents to be pitched over his brother's tomb, so they raised them, and gathered together such of the men at arms as could repeat the Koran and some began reciting the holy volume, whilst others chanted litanies containing the names of Allah, and thus they did till the morning. Then Suel Mecken went up to the grave of his brother Sherken, and poured forth copious tears and improvised these couplets. They bore him by it, and all who followed wept. With Moses' shrieks what they overheard took tore, till reached the grave which Pate had made his home, dug in men's souls, who once all God adore. Never had I thought before to see my joy, born on the bier which heads of beerus bore. Ah, no, nor here the home tea in the dust, that stars of heaven earth ever covered over. Is the tomb-dweller hostage of a steed, where light and splendor over thy face shall pour? Praise to restore his life, her word has pledged, gripped and confined he shall dispread the more. When Suel Mecken had made an end of his versifying, he wept, and wept with him all the troops. Then he came to the grave, and threw himself upon it, wild with woe, and the Vesey repeated the words of the poet, Pain, leaving life that's fleet towards the eternal one. Thou didst this wilder many of Doa like thee hast done, leftest this worldly house without reproach or blame, ah, may the exchange secure the every benison. Thou, west from hostile onset shield and firm defence, for us to baffle shafts and whistling spears to shun, I see this world is only cheat and vanity, 
where men not else must seek but please the truthful one the empyrean's lord allow the bower of heavenly bliss and with thy faithful friends the guide show goodly one i bid thee last good even with sigh of bitter grief seeing the west in woe for lacking of easting sun when the wazir dandan had finished his reciting he wept with sore weeping and the tears rained from his eyes like cushioned pearls then came forward one who had been of sherkin's boon companions in his cups and wept till ran in rills the drops and he enumerated the dead man's generous qualities reciting the following pentastics where gone is bounty since the hand is turned to clay and i in misery lie since thou's taken away seest not o litter guide heaven keep thee glad and gay how tears adorn my cheeks this furrowed winkles fray a sight of joy shine eyes and fill thee with dismay by allah never tis hard within i spoke of thee ah no no dared my sight to see thy brilliancy save that my tear-drop sorest wound have gared me tree and if ever on other rest is ein of me my yearning draw their reins nor suffer sleep to see when the man stinted reciting so elmecken and the minister denton wept and the whole army was moved to tears after which all retired to their tents and the king returned to the vessel to counsel with him concerning the conduct of the campaign on this wise the two passed days and nights while suel mecken was weighed down with grief and mourning till the last he said i long to hear stories and adventures of kings and tales of lover folk enslaved by love haply allah may make this solace that witches on my heart of heavy anxiety and stint and stay my weeping and wailing quoth the vizier if not can dispel thy trouble but hearing curious tales of kings and people long gone before and stories of folk enslaved by love of yore and so forth this thing were easy for i had no other business in the lifetime of thy father who has found mercy than to relate stories and to repeat verses to him this very night i will tell thee a tale of a lover and his beloved so shall thy breast be broadened when suel mecken heard these words from the minister his heart was set upon that which had been promised to him and he did nothing but watch for the coming of the night that he might hear what the vesidenten had to tell of the kings of yore and distracted lovers long gone before and hardly would he believe that night had fallen here he bade light the wax candles and the lamps and bring all that was needful of meat and drink and perfume gear and what not and when all was in presence he summoned the vesidenten and the emirs rustam and bahram and tarkesh and the grand chamberlain then waited till the whole party was seated before him whereupon he turned to the minister and said no o vizier that night is come and has let down over us its veil of gloom and we desire that thou tell us those tales which thou promised us replied the vizier with joy and good will and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section forty one of the book of a thousand nights and a night volume two recording by ellie may two thousand and nine